Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the 50 Foot Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kenneth. And for this week's episode, we both decided that there was nothing that we wanted to send back based on last week's episode. So we're going to go straight into this week's topic. So, Kenneth, what did you want to talk about this week? So this week, I wanted to talk about, it's really more of a general theme, but I'll say that this week, there are some comments shared in terms of athletes using their platforms. And I want to set this off by saying how we started this podcast by emphasizing the importance of humanizing athletes because we feel that, or I don't want to say we, this is, this is absolutely my thought. I feel that sometimes, especially with professional athletes, they almost lose that humanity in the public eye because, because of their status. So there were comments made about how athletes should more or less stay within their lanes and how it's a mistake to use their platform for non-sport use. And for me, it, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because the idea of shut up and dribble, it just feels very demeaning and condescending. And to the part talking about famous people, famous people have the platform they do for a reason. And sometimes, or maybe more often than we might realize, they may not ask for that platform because sure, there are people who ask for fame or who seek out fame and attention, but for the most part, celebrities they want to live their lives too again it's human nature so even if you may not want the platform or you want you don't want the notoriety that comes with being a celebrity and being in the public eye it's more about what you do with it and for athletes especially professional athletes more often now it's become obvious that they want to express that humanity and they want to express express how they are more than just an athlete and as someone who wants to work with athletes potentially or even just working with other people a lot a big part of what i want to do is be able to listen to stories and i use that term stories meaningfully because for me they're just stories but for the people telling them they're their experiences this is their lived experience this is their truths and so it just rubs me the wrong way when people suppress what other people are experiencing because we all have our own lived experiences. And like with Andrew, he has a different story from me. I have a different story from him. But that doesn't mean I can't hear him out and learn more about him. And so it's really in terms of being comfortable with what you're comfortable with without judging what other people are doing. And it really extends to the idea of freedom of speech and freedom from consequences. Because freedom of speech does exist. And I do believe in that people should be able to express what they're feeling. As long as you're aware that what you do say can have consequences, good or bad, you can only control what you can control. How other people might perceive that, that's on them. And I don't mean that, I don't mean that to say like looking down, but really how you receive a message is how you receive it. It may not be the same as how the person sharing the message shares it, but, you know, that's where that dialogue comes in. So sorry to kind of go all over the place with that. But really, it just goes with athletes being people, too, and, and sharing their experience. And they just happen to have a larger platform. But again, it's what you do with that platform that matters. And as long as they're able to accept the weight of their words, because it has a lot more weight than 
what even something like I would say. But if they're aware of that, then I have no problem with them sharing that. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you in terms of this I, this podcast was a part of this, I think, when we got together was trying to humanize the athlete's experience because, like Kenneth said, we're all human beings, right? So everyone goes through their own challenges. And the problem is with, like, social media and the way things are now, you kind of don't believe the challenge unless it's, like, publicly put out there, which is something I personally disagree with because I think you're allowed to have challenges that you don't post on social media. Like, that's not how this works, right? But social media has created this, I don't call it a bubble, but has created this this world where only good things can exist there, right? But that's not the reality of what's actually happening. It's it's almost disconnected us from what actually is happening. And And, and yes, in recent times, that has kind of come back in terms of, social media now is being used as a way to show the raw, the real things and like what is happening. And, and that's good, but it still doesn't discount the things that athletes are going to go through. And one thing that is seemingly dehumanizing, but kind of does need to get humanized is um, like player movement, for example, right? When a player gets traded, all we think about as a sports fan is what team is he going to? How is he going to help that team? And what did, the, what did the other team give up in place, right? The reality of what we're actually seeing is a human being has been told that he needs to move to a new state by like the end of the week. Let, let's be generous and say end of the week. Can you imagine all the things that you have to do to do that? You have to break your lease, which is expensive. You have to move all your stuff. You have to find new schools for your kids. If you are moving your kids, if you're not moving your kids, then you need to find a place of your own. So with sports, that, that's just an example of how sports, we can kind of dehumanize people based on this game that we're all watching and, and loving. And don't get me wrong, the game is the fun part. But I think we, what we're trying to get at is these are just people. And the things that they go through... Sometimes the idea of like putting yourself in their shoes, we, we kind of shade it by saying, oh, we would just have a lot. Yes, you would, but you would have all these other things. And one thing that is also important in these conversations is like all your relationships would be dramatically different. It's the same thing as if we won the lottery, especially the recent one that was like 1 billion or whatever. I'm fairly confident that if that were to happen, you'd be getting people in the woodworks coming out. Hey, you remember when I helped you in like, fourth grade no i particularly don't but when we put this filter of money on it too it seemingly makes all your troubles go away and i completely disagree with the idea that money a makes all your problems go away and b makes you not allowed to speak on important topics or things that are important to you have you heard the phrase sports is a business or oh yes oh yes in terms of transactions and whatnot and I think that's always one thing that kind of, again, rubbed me the wrong way is because, yes, I think it's understandable and it should be obvious that it is a business, but that doesn't, that shouldn't undermine the fact that these, these players are, ath- or these players are athletes. That is true. These players are humans too. And you mentioned the human aspect of it moving around. And I think 
I want to say it was a few years ago, but and I might be getting the wrong player, but like I remember when Dion Phaneuf went to the Kings, or I think he helped someone. He had to either get his clothes shipped to LA, or there's a lot of moving involved, and it was expected to be done within the span of a week. Like you're not even completely moving in, or you're not settling in before you start playing. And I know the, that the protocol might be different now, but it's still a lot of moving around, especially if you do have families, which a lot of professional athletes do. And even just, I mean, think about it. How many times have you moved in your life? One, two, like three to four. And how was the process for you each time? Or did you enjoy moving? Not particularly. I don't even enjoy moving down the street, <laughs> like let alone moving like across the country or changing. This is not a fun experience for anyone. So there you go. I just that's why I just wanted to bring that up because moving already isn't isn't a great experience. So you know, just to like they go through these kind of things too. And just because they're in the public eye, just because we're aware of them, they're not aware of us, or at least we shouldn't have that perspective that they're not aware of us. Yeah, and like for me, two two things that always struck me that's pretty crazy about like the athlete experience is. So I, I keep a fairly close circle of people like around me, the people that I really, and I just imagine like, and I, I trust them like with like my life, like, like not to quote certain movies, but like ride or die. Like I, I will quote, I will, I will quote, I will like stick with them till the end of it. Right. But like, imagine being an athlete and walking around and not knowing who to, like that anxiety is just so uncomfortable. Like someone, like, even if someone goes like, oh, have a nice day. In your head, you're like, wait, do you really mean you're just trying to get like that is anxiety filled like that is stressful. And I think it's little it's the it's like those little microtransactions, the ones that we kind of ignore where where we just kind of say, well, they make millions of dollars. Yes, that is true. And like to tie with what Kenneth said, and I'm going to call it out right now, like, yes, if I had millions of dollars, moving would be really easy. But to tie into my second point, right, is being comfortable. And then what I mean by that is having kind of talked into what Kenneth said, I've moved what, like moved from Orange County. I'm just gonna call it Orange County. So I moved from Orange County down to San Diego, back to Orange County, then moved to New York. And now I'm in Boston. Um, and th those all occurred within like a year time frame. So I had a year for each one, right? And uh, let's say a year to two years. So I never had like a time to like set my roots and like to grow relationships and like spend some time to get like kind of comfortable right and for me it, like these are all choices that i made right so i understood the consequences of those choices so like i'm gonna split this off into two parts really quick is the first part is like not being able to make those roots and getting comfortable that's no fun like no one wants to keep moving like that like for the rest of their life right and then the second part is you don't even get to pick where you go well some players do like okay i'll be clear like some players definitely do like no trade clauses and Imagine like not being able to kind of control your own like destiny, right? So like I remember when I was working at the Doman Group, I think we found out one of our players got traded to like a new city, and I was an intern. So my task was, hey, I need you to look up apartments, in new cities, and I was like, okay, like that. But th I thought it was fine because that's what I usually do when I go find a new apartment for myself. But I'm imagining in my head, I'm like, wait, I have to find an apartment for someone else, right? So the the part that strikes me is, yes, you have control of your own destiny. But no, you don't have control of your own destiny. Like, there, you once you're signed with a team, they can technically trade you to wherever they want. So, 
that's something else I think is just kind of that should be mentioned because that's that's tough. Like, imagine like waking up one day, you're on the number one team on the league, you're about to go to the Super Bowl, you're all good, you're about to get that first ring that validates your career. And then the next day, you're traded to the last, like the worst team in the league. That kind of sucks. <laughs> like, no one's happy about that. So that's just another thing that I think we kind of have to keep reminding ourselves. And like, I think Kenneth would admit to this too. We're both guilty of it, right? But it's something that we're constantly trying to build, right? Is this empathy and this, this idea that we're all just kind of human beings in this. And everyone has their good things. Everyone has their bad things. It's, it's understanding that we're, we're all, we all have our own set of challenges and rewards, I guess. And to go full circle, Athletes, and we mentioned, I feel like we mentioned this last week or we mentioned it before, but athlete is only part of who they are because once they're off the field, once they're done with games and practices, once their careers are done, they still, they still exist. Like they're not going to be professional athletes forever. They've worked towards it and that is a huge part of their identities. Or it, I, I'm, again, assuming and not a healthy thing to do, but I'm assuming a lot of them have that as their main identity as being an athlete being a professional athlete this is what i do this is who i am but that's not going to last forever you know as as much as it sucks and i mean i feel we'll talk about it later in terms of uh, people who get to bow out gracefully and on their own terms and those who might not have their careers or who might have their careers cut short so that's also something else to consider that the the status of athlete doesn't last forever and that these people still continue to be people after. So I'm going to put you on the spot on this one. Have you seen the movie Soul on yes. Disney Plus? You have. Okay. So one thing I was thinking about right now, as you said that, was I don't remember her name. I think her name was like 42 or 24. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the, the soul, the, the soul that follows him around, right? Mm -hmm. If you remember, for a soul to be born in that movie, they needed to like achieve like six like badges or yes. the thingamabobs, right? Mm -hmm. I look at like an athlete is like one of their badges, right? It's not, yes. it's not the entire thing that makes up. Well, okay. Let's clarify. It was like six circle thingies that became one badge. So that one badge represents the person. So their athlete and her, even if you just take out athlete, right? Our career is only one component of yes. those other six circles, right? That's one component that builds up who we are. And just because their, their career is, a in the public eye and makes them a lot of money does not preclude them. I don't know if preclude is the right word. Does not allow them. Wait, does not preclude them from having those other five circles. That's probably right. what I'm going to take back next week is using the word preclude wrong. But those other five circles still exist. And those five circles represent together. Those six circles actually represent who that person is as a human being. And that's the part that we need to focus on rather than just zooming in on one circle and ignoring the other. It's kind of where I think we're at, especially now with microphones, cameras. And that, and that was just a simplified way of putting it too, or at least the movie, not, not you explaining the movie, but like, I mean, just think of, cause I mean, just think of how many different ways you can identify yourself. Like, look, I'm a, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a student. I'm into psychology. I'm into sports. I'm into music. I, there's a lot of different purpose for what I do. And I feel that's the encapsulating thing. You don't become a soul until you find that purpose. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, I feel what that movie, the, it's like, again, a simplified version of putting this, but 
part of the purpose of life, and I know we're going into now philosophical, but for me, like purpose of life is just trying to find that purpose. And I don't think you ever truly find it because I feel once you find something, it's almost a human urge to want to to feel motivated to find something else to do or find something that you feel that you can put your energy towards. And it's always about being useful somewhere. Because if you're not being useful somewhere, then it's almost that sense of, oh, what am I good for? So, so I definitely agree with how you're saying it. Um, we could argue the def the the lesson of that movie, and I think we'll we'll definitely save that for a different one because I have thoughts I on that movie. I yeah, uh, I think I think I definitely agree with that. Is that we have to be able to allow people to kind of find where they fit into all this and not ignore all the things that go into that. All right. So I feel that we've talked a lot about that and i mean i'm not sure if you had any other if you had any closing thoughts on that or whatever but nothing right now all right sounds good uh so it sounds like it's time to put it in park so to sort of uh explain this segment i have a list of 250 conversation starters and andrew's going to pick a number and whatever number he chooses i will read the question and we're just going to riff on that so andrew what is your number this week go with 100 let's keep it easy all right so, do you prefer to watch movies in the theater or in the comfort of your own home? Mm, okay, I think I got this one. This one's a pretty easy one for me. Um, I'm a definitely a theaters guy, without a doubt. Uh, a, because my TV is not that big. Um, that, that's kind of a winner. The speakers aren't that big. Or my speaker sound system is my TV, actually, so it's kind of sad. Um, but I think that there's just something about watching a movie in theaters that I feel is very engrossing. And when I watch a lot of movies, that's kind of the thing that is really important to me is how can the movie draw me in, whether it be by music, tempo, uh, plot, whatever it is, characters, how a movie can pull me in is is what how I view if I think a movie is good or not. And that's a little tough when you're at home, even if I turn off all the lights, because like the screen's smaller, you can kind of see more things in your controls someone's car might pull up like and yeah like in theaters people like have phones go off and that kind of thing but i feel like in recent times that's just gone down and yes we are ignoring that fact that right now covid is a thing and theaters are closed but i think we're definitely both talking about like pre-covid times in general and yeah. in general right and so i am definitely a movie theaters guy i even got on the bandwagon pretty early with movie pass where for those that don't know movie pass was a monthly subscription where you pay ten dollars a month and originally, when it first came out, it was you could go see as many movies as you want for $10 a month. So if you do the math, $10 a month times 12 months is 100 Uh I did the math with my friend, and I think we made the $120 value in two months. Because it was a period of time when, like, all the Avengers movies came out, like, a bunch of movies, Mission Impossible, like, all these movies came out, and we watched them all multiple times. Because... I lived in Irvine and we lived really close to a theater. So every Saturday was like, hey, do you want to? Yeah, why not? It's free. So we, I'm very confident saying that in two months, we got our $120 worth of value. So everything else after that was free to me. So I was watching like Minions and like all these movies I didn't care about. And I was like, oh, whatever. So I've always just enjoyed the theater because it's a place for me to focus. The room is dark and it's just a big screen, like really loud. And yeah, so I'm definitely a theaters guy. Yeah, for me, I think for me, I, I'm leaning more towards theater because to your point, it's hard to replicate that atmosphere. And 
especially I think it's the thing before the movies where you know like the how there's the little ball and when they're sh- when they're like kind of flexing on how the how the sound system works where it's like hey the sound's over here oh now it's behind you now it's to your right and now it's all around you and and then like thunder strikes and like it's just a, r- a really big flex on their sound system uh so it's for that kind of hard to replicate that at home but also the reason why I said I'm only slightly leaning more towards that is because honestly the last couple of movies that I watched in theater I mostly went when it wasn't busy and usually it was maybe just me or a few other people because I purposely went during times when people I knew people wouldn't be there like I mean I think the last I'm I'm sure I'm probably missing others but I think two of the movies that I watched by myself are Bohemian Rhapsody and the Teen Titans go to the oh, movies. Let's go. Movie. Let's go. So and so I mean I enjoy having that giant space all to myself where I can kind of just rea- react to it and oh no Frozen 2 was also one because I remember laughing a lot at the at the Kristoff song which was my favorite song from the movie. Uh but I remembered I don't know if I would have had that same reaction and that love of that song if I didn't see it in theater. But I mean that. And uh, but on the other hand, there is, there are benefits to watching it at home. You know, we can press pause. I don't have to feel bad about about going to the bathroom and whatnot. But if I had to choose, probably theater. But I mean, I've gotten used to the comfort of your own. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot because I was actually thinking about this too. So it's a, it's a two it's a two parter. So what was the last movie you saw in theaters? And I'll answer with mine so you can think about it because I I had to really hard, think really hard about it. Like, before COVID, essentially, is what I'm asking. And then, like, what movies are you looking forward to? So, for me, the last movie I saw in theaters was Onward, the Disney movie. I'm pretty sure it was in theaters. If it wasn't in theaters, then this is going to be incentive back. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the last movie I saw in theaters, because I remember going to the theater and watching to see it. And then, in terms of, like, movies coming out, um, there's so many. Uh, there's the whole... Raya the Last Dragon, that's a very, un, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know the title now just because of all the commercials that have been coming out. Godzilla vs. Kong, can't get mad about monsters destroying each other. The uh, Black Widow, which has been, like, two years held back, which is kind of a bummer, but I give me all the Marvel content. I will eat all of it. I will watch all of it. I consume all of that. So give me more Marvel content, and I will take it. And then finally would be uh, Fast and Furious 9, I think it's what it's on. Um, kind of funny because uh, as John Cena as as another character, so I don't think anyone is ready for that. Um, so those are the ones I'm looking for, and then one other uh, under the radar one, which I'm hoping is really good, is the King's Men Man, the King's Ooh. Man, because that's a spinoff of the Kingsman, which I love both Kingsman. Yes. So, so yeah. What about you? So I'm trying. I was trying to think of the last movie that I saw in theaters. I'm blanking on the name, but what was the I remember the commercial. It had the like the three kids and then Seth Rogen. The three and... kids and Seth Rogen. Um... Yeah, because I-, I can tell you what happened in the movie. Tell tell us tell I us mean, what happened. Tell us listeners what happened in the well, movie. Well, I mean, one of the scenes that that stood stood up the most in my mind was uh, when they went to the fraternity because they were trying to find. Uh, see, I'm blanking on. I, on I the think I know. Was it with Zac Efron? I don't think so. Wait. Is it, you said it was with or, Seth Rogen? I think. I remember he was in the commercial. Okay. How about, tell us what movies you're looking forward to and I'll Google it. And if I can't find it, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, honestly, 
I'm not very good with looking forward to movies until they're right there because I kind of just lose track of time and also with the pandemic putting a lot of movies on delay. I'm not entirely sure what's coming out soon. Uh, so a lot of the ones that you mentioned were ones that I was aware of. And then uh, I think Jungle Cruise was also one that I was interested in mostly because of The Rock and because it's, it was one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. It was it was all dependent on how funny the guide was and very, very high success rate on that. Uh, I think there's also a, a West Side Story remake coming out. I didn't I feel. know that. That's kind of new. And, like, and I think that's also that comes from... Uh, Living with housemates who are super into music. I was gonna say, so I didn't know you were into musical. I, I didn't know this about you. I, I mean, I wasn't, or I knew for sure I was into. Like, I loved Wicked. I've seen it three times or two or three nice. times. But, uh, yeah. So, like, musicals is something that I've become a lot more aware of, and I knew a lot more than I thought I did. Uh, but I mean, in terms of movies, getting back to your question, I he already named all of them, and I I didn't even know that there's a Kingsman spinoff because. Those movies are good. I think it's a prequel, uh, actually. I, oh, I, I enjoy the campy violence and like those action scenes. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, same here. Like it's so, very easy to entertain me with a movie. Yeah. And did you ever were you able to find the movie? So the ones I, I found, the two that I can think of is Neighbors was one of them. But that's a really old movie. Not, not, yeah, not that and then the one. other one was called Good Boys. Was it that one? It might have that been. That was kind maybe... of referred to as this generation's super bad. Was that was okay? The yes, it was okay. that one. Was it yeah. good, by the way? I didn't yeah. see that, but I enjoyed it. it. I mean, okay. uh, good is, is a. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very loose on the word good boys. I knew that part, but I just never got to see it. So I was kind of curious. Oh, no, I mean, in terms of good, in terms of quality oh. of the movie, but I enjoyed it. I, I, enjoyed, I had a good time watching That's that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, to put a bow on it, actually, was um, if you're getting into musicals, you should definitely watch Hamilton, it's really good. And then I already have you already have okay. ahead of you that was a really good one. And then um, I've only seen two, so this is the only two I'm gonna say. Book of Mormon, you oh, should really see yes. that one. the The humor is very crude, but it's really funny. Like that's right up my alley. Yeah. And then uh, just a quick like story was um, when I lived in New York. Obviously, the big thing is like Broadway. So I had a friend visit me, and he was like, "Oh, what do we want to do?" And I was like, "Oh, do you want to go see Broadway and let's be cultured for a little bit?" And he was like, "Yeah, I want to see Book of Mormon." And we saw Book of Mormon, and let's just say they serve uh, adult beverages at musicals and stuff like that. And let's just say him and I had quite of a lot. And it was so funny, and I had so much fun. And it was just a blast. And I highly recommend it. I could not recommend that musical. Like, I even went, we, like, go back and we'll, like, listen to the Spotify album because it's just so funny. So. I bet. But yeah. I think that's the thing too, because I, I think I've seen or I've heard a lot more just off Spotify and without actually seeing the show, but it makes me want to see the show. Yeah, I definitely recommend it if you get the yeah. time and when COVID right. is not a thing anymore. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the 50 Pub Podcast. If there are any topics that you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us on Instagram at 50 Pub Podcast. You can find me at Kenneth underscore Kamaklang or contact me at KennethKamaklang.com. I finally got back to writing that blog. Uh, applications are done, so I'm good with that. Uh, and don't subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts, because we are now on Apple Podcasts as well. So if that is where you get your podcast, I want to see you subscribe. And thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.